Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey, friends, welcome back to another episode of TikTok. This one is going to be special. It's going to be special. It's going to be a conversation you will not forget. It will be a conversation that will be meaningful, will be purposeful, and is right on time. I cannot wait to introduce to you my featured guest for today. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. She is a top sales director in Mary Kay. She is a thought and mindset leader. She is passionate about ending time poverty. Let that one sink in for a second. And elevating championship mindsets. She's a yogi. She's a holistic high performance coach. She's a former dancer. Not that kind. Come on. She's a daughter. She's a wife of a guy named Josh. And I just tell you, if you're married to a Josh, that's a good thing. I'm married to a Josh. She is the bestie of the podcast leader, she says, self-proclaimed, but it is true. She's a massive Chiefs fan. She is committed to inspiring joy, radiating love, igniting hope, and transforming lives for both more peace and progress. Anybody already guess who it is? If you know her, you're like, hands up, hands up. I know who that is. On a personal note, I will say if you've ever gotten a birthday message from her, you will treasure that more than anything. And not only that, but she is the kind of person that takes you higher by going deeper. So please welcome to the TikTok stage, shine the spotlight on my incredible girlfriend, Christy Campbell. Cece, you're here. Yeah. Happy, good morning, good day, whatever time you're listening to this may be with much joy and delight. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be with you. You specifically, Kelly, and you are listeners. I just claimed it as our, so our listeners. What a good thing you're doing here, my friend. I'm so tickled pink to be a part of this. Well, you were one of the people that I was courageous enough, you and your husband, Josh, and a few of our other friends to share this crazy idea. And you just took that in. You took it into your heart. You said, I I think you should go for it. And who knew that two short months later, we would be sitting here getting ready to have an incredible conversation. And I have to say, right, we always have like a little uh, debrief right before mm -hmm. we get started. Pre-brief, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. And I said, Christy, and maybe this was during our prayer. I don't know. But I said, Christy, if it's just a conversation between the two of us, I find value in that. A hundred percent. But the best news is I think there's a few more people listening and it's not just us. So they are getting ready to get the nuggets of wisdom, of greatness, of joy that just exude out of your tiny little gorgeous body. Christine. Well, listen, I'm already excited to be here with these kind of accolades and this kind of, I don't know, like I'm just having so much fun watching you loving doing this. Like I wish people could, hopefully one day they'll see our faces. So they just see how much joy is radiating from you and how much we love each other. And um, time flies. 
when you're either in love or having fun, right? So that's right. That's right. And hey, yeah. if they're watching on YouTube, they are seeing us. And I just want to say that I put on this hot pink lipstick just for you. I just felt like it was the right thing to do. I I grab I put red on, I put red on, I put red on, I put red on. I did all the things. All the things. I don't know why. I'm going to yeah. pretend like it's for me instead of the Chiefs, but it's fine. Okay. It is so for you. Okay. let's get let's get this party started. Let's do. Okay. In our in our conversations that had nothing to do with a, a podcast, but just this is kind of how we talk to each other in real life. Mm -hmm. We started to go down a path of hearing and experiencing some pain points that not only we we have and we experience, but those around us tend to. As leaders and organizations of women, these are some pain points. Things like, where does my time go? Why am I always running out of time? And where I want to start with those two thoughts is a concept that you brought to my attention that sums it up when you say, or she says, or whoever it is says, I feel that I am time poor. Mm -hmm. I'm living in time poverty. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is such a captivating thought. It's almost everywhere. And it's almost like, what's the, uh, what's the best entry point? And so I feel like we all experience a prism of this in some way. And so to the reverse side, we've all had moments or a time when it expands, like when you're having a deep and meaningful conversation or when you hear the in-laws are coming and you need to clean up your house or you need to do something in a week that's taken you a month to do before. So we've all had a moment or an experience where time does expand. So it occurs to me that we don't have time management problems we have time perception problems. And if we could begin to redefine or re-perceive time, what then could be possible? And so I believe that the way we perceive time is as much of, of a part of the solution as, as it is the problem. And so uh, I began to dive in deep to like, how can we perceive time? What does that mean? How can we solution this? How can we begin to access this? That's kind of um, the things that I became passionate about. So we can see each other as we're recording this on video. And I don't know if you saw, first of all, my face, which just kind of froze for a second in absorbing the concept that you just had and also pulling out my phone to take notes <laughs> because I, I'm not going to use a pen. I know you could hear that scratching probably if I were um, writing and taking notes on a piece of paper, but I went ahead and I pulled out my phone and I started to take a note. My very first official episode was about the myths of time management. My second episode was about the truths of time management. And I never really thought fully about the idea of time perception, Christy. Time perception. What a unique, what a unique way that time perception as I'm taking notes. Okay. So let's unpack that a little bit more. So it's not just about everybody has this amount of time 
or some people are better at regulating their time, or some people have less on their plate, or some people. So I find a huge comparison game can happen, but the reality is the perception of how you look at time, how you've been taught about time is the reality. So go there a little bit. Explain to us. I know you've been a student and I, I said that too. You're a student of time and time mastery and time now perception. Go with that a little bit. Yeah. So I feel like if we as the collective whole, whether that's individually or collectively, want to learn to master this thing called time, we do have to become a great student of it. So the question we begin to want to answer is, well, okay, so if I've had a moment of expanded time or elastic time, what then is the perception so I could live in that more, so I could have expanded time more often? So then let's create some definitions for us to begin to look at how we're perceiving time. So if we looked at... Um, the Greek, the original Greek translation of the Bible, and I think there's even a verse in the Ecclesiastes, is it Ecclesiastes 3.1? Is that what it is? It says, um, to everything there is a purpose, and there is a purpose for every time, or something like that. Ecclesiastes 3.1. It's not quite yeah. right. Yeah. I, you yes. know what? How about I'll look that up as you're talking, because I'm, I'm, I want to get that right. And there is, there is a time for everything. Isn't that what we're? Yes, um, there is a, a purpose. The essence of it. Uh, let's see. I pulled it up right now. It says for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. Yes. And I saw a translation that said purpose. So for every purpose, there is a time. And for every time, there is a purpose. So then if you begin to look at it that way, then we're all hardwired with enough time and enough purpose. And so how you begin to perceive time is then different. So in the early Greek translations, there's two definitions of time. And the first definition of time is chronos, C-H-R-O-N-O-S, which is the root for chronology, okay? So that is um, seconds, minutes, ticks on a clock. It's our ticks, it's our um, hours, it's um, linear, it's finite. All right. There's nothing wrong with this kind of time. It comes in really handy when we're planning something, when we're prioritizing something. But it can have a really interesting outpouring. I don't want to say downfall, but if you are attached to linear time, now all of a sudden you might run out of time. And if you think you're going to expire an opportunity, a conversation, a moment, a second. Now the byproduct is hurry sickness, anxiety, restlessness, burnout, sleeplessness. How many of us deal with that? Because we're addicted to a perceived amount of time that is finite. And so it's a fear-based thought. So if you continually say to yourself, I'm out of time, it's not that you lack time. It's just that you have a lens of lack. And so you have a, def you have an, um, an erroneous perception. That's the only problem. You manage time probably quite beautifully if you're a master planner. So kudos to you. But if you're experiencing any of those things, restlessness, sleeplessness, anxiety, burnout, because the tendency is to want to do more if you think you're going to be out of time. And so 
to, you might be more productive, but at what cost? And so if we really want to raise our peacefulness and be productive, we need to have a different perspective, okay? Or at least an additional one. So you can kind of keep a balance of time. So then there is kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. And kairos is root for, it has a couple of different meanings. There's not a direct translation, but it can be when time is ripe, God's time, in due time, in perfect time, which means there's an abundance of time, which means that it's time is now measured in fulfillment. Time is measured in moments. Time is measured in lavishness. And so if you begin to now have a framework or a perception of abundance, then you're working from your enoughness and not for it. And so if you're working from it, then everything is overflow. Then you have more than enough energy and capacity. And how frequently do we say to ourselves, if I don't have enough time, I can't do this. And if I can't do this, I don't have capacity to do this. And if I don't have capacity to do this, oh, right? So now I will admit that um, this might just be a sole pet peeve of mine as a business owner. This might just be a dinged framework. But when you're addicted to Kairos, we've all heard the, the, um, the phraseology, you're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. So something that I hear is like, well, if I have an abundance of time, well, then I don't need to do anything. Okay. So you might be dealing with procrastination or apathy or deferred responsibility. There is a two-part street here in what you want to progress, right? So um, if you're finding yourself dealing with that or, or, well, if God wanted it to happen, it would have happened by now, right? So that's deferred responsibility. And so it's not that we sit behind a, a lottery machine. It's that we begin to experience the lavishness of time. And so then you have the courage to say, well, okay, if I had all the time in the world, what would I really like to do? And so, so we kind of also want to answer like, well, if I did have more time, what would I do? And then how much more time would I like to do that? And frequently we find we're thinking about it more than we're actually enjoying something. So, so you do need a balance of chronology. Like you need to have um, chronology. You need to have a knowledge of the finite things so you know what to prioritize and when. And then you also need to have the presence of Kairos so you're not working from a place of lack, you're working from a place of wholeness. And so there's a couple of different shifts that I might recommend for people to make to begin to implement this perception shift. Well, that actually was going to be my next question, although I now feel both a lot smarter <laughs> and also a lot, well, I mean, do I, do I call myself dumber? No. But where has this been? Why have I not been mm -hmm. taught this? Why have I not been supported in this? Why has this never been a conversation that is commonplace? Mm. And, and that's what I mean tongue in cheek about, about dumber, but I may be just ignorant. That's a better word. 
Well, because we live in a culture of speed. And to some point, speed can't be the final answer. To some point. And so, but if we're motivated by or driven by or rewarded by how much can you get done in a short amount of time? And how often have I even taught that? Right? Then we're compounding an erroneous perception. Or at least um, it's not that we're not teaching good work ethic, it's that we're having them come from an, uh, the wrong place. But if you come from a place of significant support and connection and enoughness, then the irony is what you do takes less time. It takes less time. So then if you're kind of like Kelly, like, well, okay, so now this makes sense to me. It resonates with me. What do I do about it? Yes. So, well, that, that's, that's where I was going to go. All right. Let's make this a real world example. Yeah. What what exactly this, – this sounds great. Okay. I want to be more Kairos. I want to be less Kronos. And we're both Enneagram threes. So let's be clear. This is maybe going to be a journey <laughs> of self-discovery. <laughs> this might not just happen today. Although I – you know, I'm wired to say, well, that's my goal today to now be fully Kairos focused. All right. You know, I'm still going to fall back into some of my Kronos habits because I do think, oh, I'm wired for results. I'm wired for, um, you know, not having, not being lazy. I'm wired for needing to get my to-do list done. Okay. So Christy, how does this work in the real world for real yeah. people? Okay, I'm going to give you two thoughts. Thought one is spend time in the morning in your enoughness. So maybe repeat to yourself, I have enough. I know enough. I do enough. I am enough. And when you begin to realize how lavish your enoughness is, then your work is not only inspired work, it's worship. And then it becomes fun. And then it becomes your offering to the world. It's not something you have to do because it's on a checklist. It's because it's from the wellspring of your heart. And you're just working in overflow. And that is an infinite supply. And we just forget that the universe is infinitely abundance. So whatever you have to do to remind yourself of that, I like the morning. You can do it in the middle of the day. You can do it in the car pickup line. You can do it when you're on your walk in nature. You can do it to whatever to remind yourself. And maybe it's just a phraseology change. Maybe you do remind yourself that the universe is not only efficient, it's extravagant. So you can be efficient and extravagant because you're a child of the great heavenly creator. Time is lavish. You can continue to tell yourself that you can move from you can say, maybe I'm going to move from I don't have enough time to I'm practicing a mindset of abundance. You can say um, I relax into peace easily and joyfully. And when I'm relaxed, my hand is more efficient and more compassionate and more effective and more um, freeing or transformative, whatever your word is, okay? So that's the first tip. 
By the um, way, you know what would be really special is if you would just record that. <laughs> There's just no one that can say it like you say it, Christy. So just record that mm -hmm. for me. I'm going to play that every morning in my oh. enoughness. And But truly starting off each day, because let's mm -hmm. be clear too, maybe yesterday, I like to say, went off the rails. Maybe yesterday was not a day with harmony. Yesterday was not a day where you felt that you were enough. We can begin again each day. So, all right. Thing number one, I'm just going to replay yeah. in my mind, I guess I'll replay in my mind what you just said. Thing number two is. Well, let me finish number one with, and you didn't cut me off, by the way. I just thought as you were talking, it's like the whole point of that is you proceed from your enoughness instead of having to seek it in your work. So whatever it is, you need to come home to yourself to proceed from that is what I would invite you to do in step number one. Okay, so step number two is, well, all right, so if we're going to answer the question like we did before, so what would you like more time to do and how much time would you need to do it? Some of those questions you know on the front end, some of them you don't really on the, on the back end until the back end, but... <clears throat> There's um, a style of training. It's called Ayurveda. This is only a quick little backstory. R-U is Sanskrit for um, life. Veda is Sanskrit for science. So it's the study of the science of life and how things tick. Okay. So the general principle is that there's three different doshas, but really it's fire, earth, water. So we know those to be true in the earth, the world. Okay. We know those to be true in seasons. They're also true in our body. They're also true in times of day. So when I discovered this little piece of information, it transformed how I do my day into chunks. So here's what I would want you to know. If you are taking notes or if you're driving, whatever, um, here's the peak times. Okay, so know this, 10 to two, they're all four hour pockets, okay? And you can view this as Kairos or Kronos, but four hour pockets, all right? So uh, pocket one is 10 to two, and this is 10 to two a.m. and p.m. So 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., always the same, okay? Two to six, six to 10. Those are your four hour pockets and they repeat themselves twice in any 24 hour time period. All right. And you'll start to notice as I start to describe it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's innately true. So when we go back to Ecclesiastes, it's like every purpose has a time and every time has a purpose. So there's no need to force it. It's happening naturally already. And when you can get into tune with that naturally, now it just unfolds. There's nothing to manipulate. There's nothing to manipulate. And the beauty is in the unfolding. I'll never forget one of my favorite talks from you, Callie, is when you did the talk on holy surprises. And that's the way the Holy Spirit works is it's, if you're expecting it coming, why would, why would he surprise and delight you, right? So this helped me lean into the holy surprises. All right, so 10 to two is fire time. And I'll come back to this, fire time. Two to six is, air time, air, wind, okay? Six to 10 is earth time. 
Okay, so let's go back to 10 to 2. <clears throat> so 10 to 2, fire time, all right? Fire time in the body is your digestion, is your metabolism, is, I think, spiritually your passion, okay? There are some actual studies that um, the body heals and cleanses itself from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So if you're not getting enough rest, your body isn't healing itself. So you're losing a little bit of energy there. So if you're going to sleep, sleep from 10 to 2 because <laughs> that's when the body heals itself, okay, is from 10 to 2. That's when you get your deepest sleep. That's when the, the fire is working on your behalf, okay? Now, during the daytime, that's typically our most productive time. That's when all the meetings are scheduled. That's when you have peak energy. That's when you want to eat your biggest meal because you have the most digestive fire to digest it for you. That's when you um, you have you just have more energy to, I don't like to use this word, but attack. Like you're nodding your head because we're all like, that's when we do the bulk of our business, right? So my invitation for you is if you're growing something, do either A, what you love, during that time, because what you love will expand, okay, between 10 and 2, and it only has to be one thing. It can be the biggest domino. It can be your keystone habit, or do the thing you've been resisting, because that's when you have the most energy to do it, 10 to 2, okay, fire time. So I call fire energy, passion, heat, all of those things, your metabolism. That's when it is at its best and finest. So begin to work with nature not against nature, all right? We're still in, this is how we're amplifying perception and Kairos time, all right? So two to six is air time, air wind. So think of qualities of air, right? So um, I think of the mind. It's when your mind is the busiest, okay? You're racing about all the things that have to do. It's no wonder school lets out then, okay? It's no wonder that um, sometimes um, it's just, it seems like there's, there's lots of movement, lots of wind between two and six. Anything Don't else that you can think that, of? Sometimes, yeah. I was thinking that a lot of people that can't sleep at night or they wake up in the middle of the night and they can't turn their brain off and they can't stop overanalyzing or worrying, or it's in that middle of the, you know, I'm thinking now of the middle of the night, that's what's happening. Yeah. And so when I was doing this study, what's interesting is we are all uniquely, um, wired with different we have all of us have one more predominant than the other but when i was at the study basically they were saying that if you have an imbalance in any one of these then notice when you're like to your point has a really brilliant point if you wake up between two to six in the morning you have a Fight, I mean, uh, uh, air imbalance, meaning you're up in your head a lot. I think the movement of your thoughts, it's movement based. All right. So you can either amplify it by working out between two and six or pick up a peace practice. Slow down your thoughts. Meditate then. Pray then. Walk in nature then. OK, so when you're working with nature, you're either counterbalancing it or using it in your favor. I don't mean to counterbalance it as in like your head, on, like you're it's kind of like, uh, what's that? What's that art where you use that uh, other person's force to come along with you? I forgot the name of that. Anyway, um, so then six to 10 is kapha time. 
that's the Ayurvedic language, but that's basically earth. <clears throat> so things are denser, things are heavier, which is why people sometimes say, don't eat your biggest meal at night. It takes longer to digest. Okay. Um, that's why sometimes people suggest don't look at um, it. Just let your body slow itself down before you go to bed. Why we have coffee in the morning, our bodies are waking themselves up, right? So things are typically slower in nature. They're denser in nature. Um, so you begin to do things then that ground you, right? Like walk or rest. Okay. So um, all of those things start to play into it. So that's how you begin to put something intangible into tangible form. And now, based on what you really want to do, you know when to do it and um, let it unfold in a more natural way without force. Certainly with your presence, but without force. I imagine the fight against this natural inclination is where that exhaustion comes in. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent true. I would say a hundred percent of the time. You know, I even think of the groundedness of the morning, right? So mm -hmm. I understand the evening part, the groundedness of the morning. Maybe that's why we find it so important that we're so intentional, that we give ourselves enough time in the morning, that we're not rushing around, that we are, as I've talked about, setting the thermostat for our home or for our spirit in the morning intentionally, that giving ourselves that opportunity to slowly come into who we need to be for the day, that is part of what I'm picking up. Yeah. And to your point, which is so brilliant, if you think about the nature of groundedness or earth, it's one part pace to enjoy the pace of slowing down. It's one part rootedness. So if you're close to the earth, what do you want to take root? Is it your hurry? Is it your knowingness? Is it your peacefulness? Is it your intention for the day? Is it your presence? Because it will take root easier. And that's why we have to slow down to speed up. So I don't, when I say slow down, it's not meaning stop. It's meaning allow the presence to become more alive than the busyness. Wow. The word allow mm. even carries weight. Yeah. And so I think that's another really good question. How much peacefulness are you willing to allow? Yeah. What a fascinating conversation. I feel that this really is just scratching the surface, or the surface, this, the surface. Therefore, I'm not promising anything, but there may be a sequel to this. There may be a two point, a CC 2.0. 2.0. Okay. okay. Uh, we'll be regular offenders. We got all the time in the world. <laughs> because we're making time for what matters and what matters yeah. are deep dive conversations like this. Mm. Thank you for opening our eyes to 
what really has been in front of us because God's created it to be that way. This is not contrary to his creation. This is precisely, precisely how he designed us. And the reflection of how he designed us is in is the perfect way, the perfect path. And you describe that for us. You explain that to us. You prepared us for that. And then you gave us the way in which we can start to redirect. And so I think this is going to take, this This does not happen right away, right, Christy? This is mm. going to take some time. This is going to take some intention. The awareness, though, is the first step. So would you say practically to start to not only notice those blocks of time, but notice our resistance to things, mm. notice our hurriedness, notice when we're feeling lack? To me, those are some areas that I know I'm going to work in as I look at my pages of notes that I've taken. And let me tell you, it's it's not easy to host it, ask questions and take notes, but <laughs> it was it needed to happen today for me. I got I got notes. I think the right. only final thing to add to that is uh I think today feels a bit content, not heavy, but enriched. And so you might want to take a moment to digest it, hoping we'll air this between 10 and 2. <laughs> Okay, but I think it's really important when you say call your awareness to something. I think we can simplify it if it's if we're allowing it to be simplified. Is that in a moment, all of time is created from either a fear-based thought of I lack time or a love-based thought, which is abundance. And we came here to live abundantly in all areas, in our wealth, in our health, in our relationships, in our time? Why do we leave time out of our abundance? So if you're aware enough to say, oh, that's a fear-based thought, oopsie daisies, that's okay. Just don't allow it in your mind anymore. Just say, I have a perception there. I can change my lens without beating myself up and then move it to a more abundant thought, change your lens. And it could be as simple as that as a practice. And when it goes off the rails, you just come back to the lens. It, it might go off the rails. It hope it does. So you have a chance to practice changing the lens. How great. What a beautiful freeing thought to wrap this up. We hope it goes off the rails, not because this is an opportunity for you to have shame, but because this is your first best opportunity to say whoopsie daisies, which I'm going to just go around saying whoopsie daisies from now on. I don't think that's used enough. Whoopsie daisies and be excited and say, this is exactly what Christy said was going to happen. I am right on track. Now I get to use those tools that you gave me. In due time. In due time. Christy, I have one last question for you. Okay. If I were to gift you mm. an extra hour of time, not accounted for, this is bonus, a bonus hour in which you can do whatever you want. What will you do with that hour? Mm. This is a good question. And you, I will say to the, to the, the listener, she did prep me for this. And I have to admit, I didn't have an instant answer, nor do I think that I still do other than another hour long conversation with you. Okay. <laughs> but, um, I'll take that. Yes, me too. Um, I think my doingness would be whatever it would take for me to remind me of my beingness. 
So whether that's an hour in nature, whether that's an hour with the word, whether that's an hour with silence, slowing down my thoughts, whether that's an hour in deep conversation, something to remind um, me that love is all there is. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I love every opportunity that I have to be better and to learn and to grow and to expand. And I said to you before this too, that our, I wanted our, it to be obvious that our hearts are aligned, our brains to align, to connect heart to heart, soul to soul, brain to brain, spirit to spirit. And um, that's exactly what I feel has been accomplished today. Thank you, Chris. And then some, I love you. Thank you. I love you as well. So if you love what you heard today, leave us a review, tell us, communicate, message me, tell me what you took away from today's episode, because I took so many great things and I'm ready to put them into practice. So Christy, God bless you. God bless our TikTok community and sisterhood and family. And we look forward to talking with you again soon. So make time for what matters, friends. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.